Welcome in everyone to another Patreon question show with questions from my patrons and answers right here on the YouTube. Don't want to waste any of your time. So let's jump into question number one. So I thought this first one was very interesting because it's talking about sometimes in Dynasty, I see a sentiment that people want to re-roll on assets because they don't have high upside. Someone like T. Higgins or Devonta Smith. So they try to re-roll them for players with lower floors, but higher ceilings and you know, he's saying that he's of the belief that not everyone can be Justin Jefferson and there's nothing wrong with having, you know, low-end wide receiver ones and all that. I totally agree. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with T. Higgins or Devonta Smith, right? There's a reason they go early in dynasty startups. You cannot have all Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. You can't. You have to have other players. It, it's just not possible to have all studs. At the wide receiver position, I'm the most likely to accept that low-end wide receiver one, uh, wide receiver two production, uh, because it's stable from year to year. You can get that back to back to back to back. At the running back position, though, I'm definitely more likely to pivot off those guys. Those unsure running backs, those aren't the guys I want. I don't want those middling RB2s. Those are the guys who sell in Dynasty while they still have value. Because you can go from being a high-end RB2 to nothing very quickly. Next one, who are some options to pivot off Traylon Burks? I already had Burks as a massive value based on his talent and price. Now I actually think he's even more of a value. The nuke signing is going to drop him more than he should in Dynasty. There is no pivoting off Traylon Burks. I talked about this a little bit on my video, still up on the channel, about Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Titans. You can't pivot off Traylon Burks. Just keep him. What strategy would you execute if the league market overvalues aging assets while looking to compete? Very easy question. You don't buy them. I already don't like aging assets. I don't like them. I don't like them already. They are like buying a five-year-old car and then driving it off the lot. Immediately, value is lost the second you do it. If they're overvalued, I'm not going to do it. I already don't want to do it. So a hard pass on this one. Uh, my strategy would be just don't do it. Do you think the incident with Jordan Addison will affect his production this year or his value moving forward? If anyone doesn't know, Jordan Addison was caught speeding. There's a video in a Lamborghini, 140 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. It's not good. It's not good. It doesn't show very good judgment. It doesn't show good judgment that you should be preparing. He's injured. He's not practicing because he's injured. An undisclosed injury. Now another problem, a driving problem. I don't want to hear about a problem. I mean, already two problems now. Not so good. So, you know, I am starting to get a little bit concerned. I moved him down in value. Yes, he's a young man. He could learn from this. But we saw what happened with Henry Ruggs. He's very lucky that no one got hurt. Very dangerous what he did. You know, he has plenty of money. He could rent out a racetrack or a lot of other responsible choices. So, you know, I don't like seeing a career start this way. So I moved him down a little bit. Now, I'm not totally out, but he's not the value that he was before. And if you have late rookie drafts, I would take Quinton Johnston. I was doing it already over him easily. Quinton Johnston over Jordan Addison at this point. Uh, but I don't expect an NFL suspension. I will say that. I don't expect that. Typically, in these kind of things, when someone doesn't get hurt, there's usually no suspension from the NFL. Where do you suspect that Dalvin Cook and Zeke land? Ooh, uh, Cook, I still think he's going to go to the Dolphins. It just makes too much sense. He really fits that scheme. I just think that's where he's going to go. Zeke, I thought he was going to go back to the Cowboys. I, there was a recent report that says that door is closed. Now I'm kind of leaning toward the Chargers. But 
it is very clear one thing that the Patriots will add someone. I don't know if it'll be Cook. Could be Cook. It could be Zeke. They met with Leonard Fournette. Daryl Henderson visited. I don't think that's good enough. I think they're going to add someone major. Fournette, uh, Zeke, Cook, or Hunt. The Patriots will add somebody. The Jets, I think, are waiting to see if Brees Hall is going to be fully ready for week one. How Michael Carter, who's been great in camp, apparently does. Uh, but I'm leaning towards Zeke to the Chargers and Cook to the Dolphins at this point. Dinosaur question. Non-PPR redraft league with one keeper, so that's basically redraft. Do you keep uh, Tyreek or Henry? I'll lean Henry in a standard, but it's very close. Which dead zone RBs do you like and which ones are an avoid? Question is more geared towards home league. So this year in redraft, they're not great. Kamara is not a bad option. He was falling at like RB30. I would have loved him there. And now his price is going to come a little bit up. Kenneth Walker is someone I don't mind. I think he's going to get off to a hot early start. I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Charbonnet later. Aaron Jones is someone I think is safe. But a lot of the dead zone RBs, Joe Mixon, I don't like. I mean, he's the big poster child for dead zone RB. I'm, I'll pass on. J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, I'm good on this. But Aaron Jones is, is a decent one if he falls. For this year only. What's your favorite payout format uh, for fantasy football leagues? Do you prefer winner take all or something else? To be honest with you, I don't care. I'll play anything. It's For me, it's not about the money. Like, I don't play fantasy football personally to make money. That's just not why I play. So I like winning. Winning to me is the most important. I'm going to try to win no matter what the payout format is. So honestly, I don't really care. Winner take all is fine. I think it's easier. With Dobbins starting on the pup uh, and the Ravens signing Melvin Gordon, what's your outlook on the Ravens backfield and the backs there? I did a short on this channel about Melvin Gordon signing. I basically said Melvin Gordon is totally washed. He was on the Kansas City Chiefs for their Super Bowl run. He never played. He never got off the practice squad. Rojo was ahead of him. I don't really care about Gordon. I think the only thing you can read into Gordon, actually, I'm not really worried about J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins is not going to hold out. He's not crazy. He knows he has no leverage. It is this last part, though, I think you do care. Keaton Mitchell. I do think they wouldn't have bothered. If Keaton Mitchell were looking good, they wouldn't have bothered to bring in Melvin Gordon. I think that it's a lot of high-profile veteran kind of wouldn't have wasted their time. So I think this means Keaton Mitchell is now a long shot to make the roster. Definitely uh, has moved down my fantasy stash list, uh, you know, a few spots. So that's my opinion on that. That's the biggest effect. Maybe a little bit on Gus Edwards. We'll see. I know he's dealing with some issues, but they said he was healthy yesterday. So I don't know. Another uh, thing about Dalvin, these new allegations, they're not new. Uh, they're not new allegations. They've been going around for a while. A level of concern for Dalvin, uh, I will say not yet, but if we get to like August 15th and he hasn't signed, then I'm very concerned. Even if it's August 1st and he hasn't signed, I'd be concerned. I expected Dalvin to be signed already. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't, but still not a big deal if he gets in now. If we get to August 1st, then August 15th, August 20th, then I'm going to be very concerned because that means the teams are just not interested. If he needs to wait for an injury to sign, that's a bad sign. That says that people don't want him based on his merit, that he's just a replacement, kind of like what I think Fournette or Hunt are. I think he's above those guys for now. Uh, at what point do you overpay for a player? I assume this is Dynasty. Never when you're a legit contender, when injuries have almost taken you out of contention and what players are worth overpaying for. So I would prefer never to do it. 
I usually don't recommend overpaying for anybody in any situation ever. It's not my style. I think you can always get a value. You can try to get a value from someone else. You have other options. There are a lot of things you can do. But if you have to, I know, look, I can give the advice. I can say, don't do it. But people are going to do it anyway. They're not going to listen. So if you have to do it, if it's like a compulsion for you, do it for someone young. Do it for a young stud. If you overpay for Jamar Chase, it's not the end of the world. If you overpay for Justin Herbert or Josh Allen, yes, maybe it's not so good. But there are worse things you could do to your team. Don't overpay for Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup. You know, don't overpay for guys like that. I can't help but think, last question, that Pollard will not be able to stand up to the bell cow workload if he does get dinged up. Is Malik Davis going to get the bulk of uh, the work amongst Rojo, Vaughn as well? So for me, Pollard right now is the starter, and Malik Davis is going to be the uh, backup. He'll take a little bit of those hard carries. Uh, he's a little bit of a mortal grinder. If Pollard went down, I think Vaughn would play a reduced version because Vaughn is very small a reduced version of Pollard's role with Malik Davis having like the expanded Zeke role. So Davis would be the starter. Vaughn would be backup. Rojo, I think, is Davis's backup in the backup role. So Rojo, I think, is fourth on the list. So I don't have much of an interest in Rojo at all. Uh, so that's that's my take on that. I think, though, both Davis and Vaughn would be pretty much unstartable. I, neither of them would be in my top 30, even if Pollard went down. So I appreciate everyone for watching this. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're interested in the Patreon, the link is in the show description, and I'll have the links to the other shorts I mentioned in there as well. But until next time, I'll see you all later. Peace out.